From around the world, this is the Mutual Audio Network. The following audio drama is rated PG for parental guidance recommended. Transcontinentally transcribed across North America, you're tuned in to Project Audion. If radio drama is the theater of the mind, as people like to call it, what does the stage look like in your mind's eye? Hi, I'm Larry Groby with the Generic Radio Workshop. I'm curious, is listening to old-time radio for you a bit like dreaming? Do you conjure up pictures of people and places? <laughs> and if so, are they in color or black and white? Myself, I usually see them as black and white probably because the movies of the time were black and white, so the theater of my mind is black and white too. Sometimes even the old radio plots were kind of black and white, you know, white-hatted heroes versus black-hearted villains. Although by the early 1950s, when most of the country was turning to black and white TVs, radio began discovering shades of gray with dramas like Gunsmoke, the CBS Radio Workshop, and today's Project Audion recreation on stage. This series, created by Elliot Lewis for himself and his wife Kathy, offered up intimate stories, usually one man and one woman. Our episode, Interlude, is from 1954. No recordings exist, so you'll be the first to hear it in over 65 years. We're bringing together Tim Burns in Kansas and Pat Rosebank in Toronto, Canada, for compelling little drama I think that you'll see in black and white and shades of gray all over. Kathy and Elliot Lewis on stage. Kathy Lewis, Elliot Lewis, two of the most distinguished names in radio, appearing each week in their own theater, starring in a repertory of transcribed stories of their own and your choosing. Radio's foremost players in radio's foremost plays. Ladies and gentlemen, Elliot Lewis. Good evening. May I present my wife, Kathy? Good evening. There was a lovely picture in the newspaper the other night of a small child finding in a pool of water her own image. She looked pleased. Yesterday afternoon, just in front of the studio, a well-tanned young man was flexing his biceps in front of a well-polished automobile and watching himself very carefully all the while. He was not completely satisfied. And I noticed a few more gray hairs while I was shaving this morning. <laughs> and that was disturbing. The point being, there are many things that you can use as a mirror, and you'll see many things when you look, and you will react according to what you see. If this confuses you, the explanation, complete, is the story we are going to do tonight. It was written for us by Ross Murray, and it's called Interlude. All right, 
sit there. Sit there and pity yourself. And while you're doing that, maybe you'll find time to pity me for putting up with you for ten years. Ten years of being married to you, and what have I got to show for it? Curtains and carpets, dishes and drapes, and nothing in this house that makes me feel like a husband. Nothing that makes me feel like a man. And it's your fault, Ellen. All yours. I've tried. I have tried real hard all these years. And you can't deny that. But I'm through trying. I'll be back for my clothes tomorrow. Or the next day. Goodbye, Ellen. Ellen? Okay. Don't call the office. It won't do any good. I'll have a lawyer get in touch with you in a day or so. Uh, oh, here's your compact. It was in my top coat pocket. I'm leaving it on the table in the hall. Just remember, I tried. Closing in a few minutes, sir. Would you like another? Sure. The same. Buy me one? Hmm? I asked if you'd buy me a drink. Oh, sh sure. Sure. Um, bartender! Yes, sir? A drink for, um... Uh, wh what do you want? What are you having? One scotch on the rocks for the lady? Right. Oh, hi, Jenny. Hi, Carl. You know him? Who, Carl? <laughs> He's my favorite nightcap mixer. Oh. You been here before? Well, a couple times. In the afternoon. Uh, somebody else was on then. Oh, that's Ernie. Carl's helper. New scotch is on the rocks. What's my tab? Uh, let's see, uh, one, two, fifty-three, four, six, that'll be eight-fifty. Uh, uh, here's, um, a ten. Keep it. Thanks. Do we drink to something? You name it. To your wife, who's wondering where you are. How did you know? My wedding ring. <clears throat> You're not drunk, are you? <laughs> Well, if I were sober, I'd have taken it off. That doesn't work. I can tell anyway. Oh. The skin on your finger is white where the ring is. 
I saw a lot of white skin rings on soldiers' fingers during the war. You know, I was a soldier. And I saw a lot of those same rings on girls' fingers, too. <laughs> you justifying men? Nope, just fighting back. Well, what about your left hand? Here, see? Big topaz. Old-fashioned, mm. but nice. <laughs> and you're not married? <laughs> I wouldn't be here if I was. I'm sorry. <laughs> well, sometimes I am, too. Uh, don't be. Why not? It's nothing. It just... Just a great big nothing. Does she know how you feel? As of about three hours ago, she does. You left her? Yes. Why? A lot of reasons. Name one. I can't. It's, uh... It's a feeling... Or a lack thereof. It. And attitude, uh, uh, it's just everything and nothing. Mind if I pry? Go ahead. But I haven't gotten any answers if that's what you're expecting. Maybe you know the answers and you won't admit them. I doubt it. I'm closing up, folks. Sorry, but blah. Oh, um, sure. You know my name? Yeah. I heard Carl call you Ginny. Then you're enjoying an unfair advantage, because I don't know yours. Uh, I'm Larry. Just Larry? Just Larry. For now. All right, Larry, just for now. Hi. Hi, Ginny. Well, shall we go? Let's. Good night, Carl. Come on, Jenny. Go home to your wife, Larry. Uh, I'm not ever going back. Then what are you going to do? I don't know. I, I don't know, Jenny. Goodbye, Larry. Ginny. Yes? I know what I want to do. What? I want to walk with you. You sure? Yes. Yes, I'm sure. Well, the bridge is only a few blocks away. We can watch the boats come up the channel. Let's walk to the bridge. All right, Larry. Let's walk. I haven't said anything for two boats now. I'm thinking. About your wife? In a way. What way? Well, this whole thing proves that my arithmetic teacher and the poets were wrong. How? Well, my arithmetic teacher taught me that one and one make two. Mm -hmm. And the poets say that one and one equal one. Yeah. But... 
the way everything has turned out, one and one just equal nothing. I mean, she she's nothing, I'm nothing, and we're nothing to each other. You were in love with her once, weren't you? I suppose so. Don't you know? Be honest. Yes. Yes, I loved her. More than anything else in the world. I loved her. Well, then why would she it's go funny. We used to sit and look at the waves on the beach before we were married and... know that we loved each other. Even though we didn't speak for hours. When did you stop sitting on the beach? Why? I just want to know. I don't know. Try to think. I suppose it was after we got married. Why? Well, I, have to, I have to work for a living, and I didn't have the time. Well, you're taking the time now. Yeah, but this is different. It always is. What? Nothing. I didn't come out here with you so we could talk about my wife. I don't mind. I don't believe you. All right, so you don't. Well, you see, that's what I mean. What? Well, if I told Ellen that I didn't believe her, we'd go right into a knockdown, drag out battle. But you. You just pass it off. I don't know you as well as Ellen does. I haven't lived with you for ten years. I don't have the privilege of being able to fight with you. Well, you still wouldn't be that way. Well, yes, I would. If I thought you were wrong. I don't think so. Larry. Huh? Larry, I've seen a lot of unhappy husbands. Most of them don't know why they're unhappy. Do you? Of course I do. Well, why are you? It's because she doesn't love me anymore. She's in love with the house. The house? The house. Her life revolves around the house. I mean, it's the neatest, cleanest, tidiest, dullest place that I have ever been in my life. And everything is hers. My drapes, my kitchen, my floors. Everything is hers. Except, of course, for the bills and their hours. Nothing is mine. I, I don't own anything. All I do is work, sleep, and eat. Oh, she must be a dreadful woman. Not really dreadful. A tyrant? No. Are you sure it isn't because you've neglected her that she's wrapped herself around the house as a sort of a defense? Me? I neglected her? You know, anniversaries, birthdays, you remember all those things, don't you? Of course I do. Every birthday, every anniversary, I bring her home a five-pound box of candy. Is that neglect? Don't make me answer that now. Why not? Just don't. Please. Okay. 
Where do you live, Ginny? At an apartment. Well, where? Near Carl's Bar. Why? Uh, I just wondered, that's all. Larry. What? Larry, let's go. Where do you want to go? Oh, I don't know. You want to go to your place? Nah. Let's just walk. Okay, Jenny. Anything you say. south side of the lake. Boathouse is just the other side of the path. I've never been to this side of the park before. Well, especially not at this time of the morning. Oh, you haven't lived. So you've been here before. Often. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Oh, there's the boathouse. You mean that building over there? Mm-hmm. That looks pretty run down. Well, the boats don't mind. No, I guess not. Larry, let's get a boat. Hmm? Let's get a rowboat and sit in it. But how? The place is locked up. Well, all the boats aren't locked up. Isn't there a watchman? Yeah, but he sleeps all night. And besides, we can pay him if he wakes up. Oh, please, Larry. Okay. If that's what you want. <laughs> you want my coat? Why? I just thought you might be chilly. No, I feel fine. Well, suppose the boathouse is locked. I told you before, all the boats aren't in the house. Some are just tied to the dock. Right. Say, so you know what they call a rope they tie the boat up with? No. What? A painter. <laughs> Silly name for a rope. <laughs> yeah, I guess so. Oh, look, there's one tied to the dock, like I said. You're... Sure, this is okay. What are you afraid of? Nothing. I guess it's okay. Well, take it easy now. Hold my hand. Here. Now, move to the back of the boat and sit down. Uh huh. This is crazy. I'm sitting in the rowboat at 4 30 in the morning. <sighs> okay. Where to? No place. Let's just sit here. What? Let's just sit here. As long as we're in the boat and there's water beneath us, we can sit here and pretend that we're out in the middle of the lake. I mean, it's the same water, same frogs, same air, and the same us. Yes, Larry. May I kiss you? No. No, you may not. Why? Because 
When I was a young girl, I discovered that if a man had to ask a girl if he could kiss her, he didn't know much about women. And I didn't want to waste my time with little boys. I was only being polite. And very juvenile. Well, I'm sorry. Were you polite to Ellen, too? I don't want to talk about her. Oh, I'm sorry. Ginny. Yes? Ginny. Harry. What? I'm shivering. It's cold and I want to go home. You want me to take you home? Yes. I do. Well, then let's go. You are listening to Kathy and Elliot Lewis on stage. Tonight's play, Interlude. Night watch police follow a boy carrying a shrub and discover the enterprising fellow is toting off an entire marijuana bush. This Saturday night on CBS Radio. Your night watch prowl car cops also record, just as it actually happened, an encounter with armed holdup in which the weapon is a hammer. Don't forget, Saturday night on most of these stations, there's police action taken from real life on Nightwatch. Here's the key. Right. Want me to hang your coat up? No, I'll just uh, throw it over here. Would you like a drink? Coffee? Maybe some food? <laughs> Nothing, thanks. Hmm. Ginny, I... What is it, Larry? Why did you want to come home? I told you, I was cold. Yet, just a few minutes before that, I offered you my coat and you said you felt fine. Fine. I just got cold after that, that's all. I think I'd like that drink now. Want me to get it for you? No, I'll get it myself. Just uh, tell me where it is. There's a bottle and some glasses in the kitchen, on the sideboard to your left as you go in. I'll find it. Want some music? If you like. There's an all-night radio station that has some nice music on right about now. That'd be fine. Mm. You want me to fix you one? No, thanks. There's uh, one more drink left in the bottle, if you want it. Maybe later. Ah, mm. oh, that's the kind of music I like. Turn it off. What? I said, turn it off. Why? All right, then I'll turn it off. What's the matter with you? I, I, I just I don't like that song. What's wrong with it? I, I just don't like it. That's all. Remind you of someone? Yes, it does. Ellen. All right. Yes, it reminds me of Ellen. 
I thought you told me you were through with her. I am. That's why I don't want to listen to that song. Look, you can't walk around with plugs in your ears the rest of your life. Well, maybe later it'll be different. It isn't different then either. How do you know? I know. That's all. Well, it'll be different with me. Whenever I catch myself thinking about her, I'll think of the heartache she gave me, and it'll be easy to forget. Do you think she'll forget you that easy? She won't have anything to remember about me. I don't, she hasn't thought about me for years now. How do you know? Oh, by the way she's acted, I don't think she's understood me for years. Oh, you've been misunderstood, huh? Yes. Why is the world so full of misunderstood husbands when there are so many understanding sweethearts? That's a funny question. Isn't it? I don't follow you. It's easy. Just think. That, that's all. Just think. It, it's, it's too late for me to start thinking now. Why? Because it's over and done with. That's why. Because you walked out tonight or last night? Yes. You have a key to your front door? Yes. Then it isn't too late. But why should I go back? She didn't try and stop me when I left. Could she have succeeded? No. But it would have given a boost to your ego if she'd tried, wouldn't it? What are you talking about? You. No, you're not. You're talking about... Her. Am I? Yes. Because you're a woman and she's a woman, you feel that you have to defend her. That's not true. It'll be daylight soon. Then what, Jenny? I don't know. I'm afraid of the daylight. Well, don't be. I'll... Answer the phone, Jenny. No. No, I, I don't want to. You want me to answer it? No. No, I'm, I'll, I'll get it. Hello? Yes, I'll hold on. Hello? Yes? Out. Just Out. I have to say it again. Very well, then. No. No, I won't. That's my business. And why should you care if I'm alone or not? All right, then. Don't call again. Yes, I prefer it that way. Goodbye. Who was that? Somebody. I know, I know it was somebody. Who was it? Why do you want to know? Well, because I want to. That's all. I'm sorry. I can't tell you. Don't do this to me, Jenny. You know I have to know, don't you? Let don't go you? of me. Look, just because I'm a oh. pick... Just because I'm a pickup doesn't give you the right to pick my brain. Oh, God. A pickup. Yes, 
a pickup. Why were you afraid to let me say it? Does the truth make you feel like less of a conqueror? No. No, it's... It's not that. Then what is it? Nothing. Let's... Let's just forget about it for now. I'm not sure I want to forget about it. Well, it's over, so forget it. Is that the way you always end an argument when you're wrong? By saying forget it? What do you want me to say? You can say you're sorry. But you know that I am. Maybe I do. But there are a lot of people who don't know things unless you tell them. Then they're childish. It takes a man to admit he's wrong and say so. A child has to be told to say he's sorry. All right. I'm sorry. But... Don't you know why I'm acting this way? No. Should I? Yes. Because I'm jealous. What? But how can you be? I don't know, but, but I am. Oh. Oh, Jenny, don't you see that I'm in love with you? You're what? In love with you. You're all the things I've been missing all these years. Please, Jenny. Please try to understand what I'm telling you. I, I can't, because it isn't so. Look, you only think you're in love with me because of the way things have turned out these last few hours. Maybe so, but... These last few hours have given me all the warmth and love that I haven't had at home. And you want to marry me? Is that it? Yes. I want to marry you. And after we're married, will you walk with me to the bridge and watch the boats passing under us? Yes. And will you take me to the park when it's early in the morning and, and sit in one of the rowboats with me? Yes. Oh, oh yes, Jenny. And will you kiss me and hold me and, and forget that the rest of the world is Dull and ordinary. Of course I will. And for the rest of the years that we're married, will you bring me a five-pound box of candy on every anniversary and every birthday? Yes, I... What did you say? Don't forget the candy, Larry. Even though one violet or one rose would show lots more thought in consideration. What are you saying? What you don't want to hear. How many things did you promise Ellen while you sat on the beach before you were married? Tell me. What did you promise her? I, I, I don't know. I, I don't remember. You must have told her pretty nearly all the things you said to me just now. Maybe I did. I, I don't know. Then why promise me those things that you promised her and never did? She never told me that she missed them. Oh, but she did. Why do you think her home has become her husband and sweetheart? 
You don't understand. You've never been married. Maybe if you were, you'd know. But I am married. You... You are? Yes. But... There in the bar, you showed me that topaz on your finger, and you said that you weren't. I didn't feel married then. Any more than you did when you kissed me. But... Why? Why? Because I'm like Ellen. Only I'm a bigger fool than Ellen. Because I was the one that walked out. I was the one that went looking for things that were missing. You wanted to know about the phone call? All right, I'll tell you. It was my husband. Long distance. I don't know how, but he found me. A thousand miles away. And he found me. When? Yesterday. And then he'd found you before you met me. Yes. What were you doing in the bar last night? Looking. For what? Same thing you were when you bought me that drink. A reason for my marriage. Have you found it? I don't know. It depends on you. How? Do you know what's wrong with yours? What do you want me to say? Only what you really believe. Then, yes, Jenny. I think I know what's wrong. What are you going to do? I still have the key to my front door. Goodbye, Larry. Goodbye, Jenny. Put your coat on. I'm not cold anymore. Be happy. I'll try. Jenny. Right now, I don't feel very grown up, so I have to ask you. Mm -hmm. May I kiss you? Oh, yes, Larry. I want you to. <sighs> Thank you, Jenny. I'll never forget you. I don't want you to. Ever. Long distance. I'd like to place a call to my husband.
Interlude, starring Kathy and Elliot Lewis, on stage. In a moment, Mr. and Mrs. Lewis will tell you about next week's play. Two black-hearted brothers try to win great fortune by evil means in The King of the Golden River, dramatized this Saturday in the daytime by CBS Radio's Let's Pretend, completing 24 years of continuous broadcasting over most of these same stations. Let's Pretend recreates the tempestuous, colorful fantasy The King of the Golden River this Saturday. Alert the younger set. Don't let them miss this thrilling classic of children's drama. Ross Murray's dramatization of An Interlude. In which we were briefly joined by Jerry Hausner, who served as drinks back in the opening scene. Next week, the story of a small frustration and how it grew. It's called The Telegram. And it was written for us by Richard George Pettuccini and Phil Cole. Until next week, thank you all for listening, and good night. Good night. Music for tonight's story was composed and conducted by Fred Steiner. The Kathy and Elliot theme is by Ray Noble. And the program is transcribed and directed by Mr. Lewis. George Walsh speaking. You hear America's favorite shows on the CBS Radio Network. you enjoyed today's episode. Please like us on social media, share it with your friends, and watch our other episodes. You can reach us at projectaudion at gmail.com. Until next time, thanks for listening. At least on my end, it is a dark and stormy night as we record this. So, <laughs> yep. So let's just keep it moving. It we got to tighten our pauses marriage. and things like that, and we're good. <laughs> That's right. We can, we can if only because we want to finish this right? before the blackout hits. <laughs> <laughs> uh, exactly. I feel like uh, stormy weather should be playing. Yes. <laughs> Thank you for listening to Sunday Showcase on the Mutual Audio Network. We invite you to continue the amazing audio tomorrow on Mutual with the Monday Matinee. Our weekly series of dramatic, theatrical, classic, eclectic, and live radio dramas. You can subscribe to the full Mutual Audio Network feed every day for the world's largest curated collection of audio drama. Or find the Monday Matinee feed in your favorite podcast players. See you tomorrow at the Matinee, and thanks so much for listening. The Mutual Audio Network. Listening and imagining together.